When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. God bless you guys. God bless the world, buddy. Let's go race. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast. A very diverse cast of automobile racing characters. With your host, NBC Sports television analyst and part-time midget racer, it's D. Welch, uh, Mr. Dylan Welch. Yeah, you damn right I got flagmen out there. Oh, that stupid-ass flagman. They got a dumb-ass flagman they can't see. And an expert in only one category, food. Now, look how big those things are. A little meat on the bone there. And cook perfect. Well, sometimes racing, but mostly food. When you're talking a, a meal, like before I'm about to die, I will ask for 15 to 20 it's heavy lunch, Tyler Burnett. It's episode 80 of the Loud Pedal Podcast here on Flow Racing. Solo edition, heavy lunch in the house. Uh, D. Welch has way more important things to do in Indianapolis during this time of year. Uh, it's the middle of May, so he is working on NBC. And of course, we mentioned last week he's going to be um, Indy 500 coverage on pit road for NBC. So not able to join us today. I thought maybe Blake Anderson might, but uh, he's heading out to see the parents in Iowa. So it is a solo heavy lunch edition of the loud pedal podcast. My buddy, Justin Peck's going to be on the show. He is, uh, you know, if you see his victory lane shots, got a pretty good one of them over the weekend at I-96. Uh, you know, he likes to drink some Miller lights. He smashes them. Or no, he doesn't smash them. I guess he dumps them in victory lane when he wins and he's won twice, uh, you know, win at Waynesfield, which of course I forgot to ask him about the uh, late restarts at Waynesfield, but he won at Waynesfield. And then the race that I went to at I-96, he was also a winner. His worst finish of the weekend was second, which was at Wayne County where Hunter Schoenberg won. Um, so a big weekend for Justin Peck. We'll talk to him on the Loud Paddle podcast today. Uh, we are presented by Quick Pits and QuickPits.com. It's your one-stop shop for over 350,000 parts and accessories. From the brands you demand, truck, cheap, auto, ATV with fast, free shipping to your door. Use promo code FLOWSPORTS at checkout. Um, DirtDraft.com, our friends there. You can all play along each and every week. I've been playing um, a lot of the games, not doing very well. I think I mentioned the beginning of uh, the year, January, February. Well, actually, excuse me, February in Ocala. I, I won the first night of the USAC National Sprint Car Series. And then, of course, I forgot to set my lineup uh, on Friday when I was at I-96. So I am probably not going to be able to compete with uh, those in the USAC National Championship on Dirt Draft. But this week, Bridgeport for the World of Outlaw Sprint Cars, um, Super Dirt Car Series, KMAM Speedway. You can play along with them. Castro Flow Racing not Night in America is at Marshalltown Speedway, which is an awesome racetrack. That's probably... Uh, well, well, Blake's going to be going to Wisconsin, but he went out to Iowa, I'm sure, to uh, be a part of that Marshalltown race. Uh, that's on Wednesday at 8 p.m. on Flow Racing. 
late models are really killing it right now on flow um i i just I was looking at the numbers you know the top four races of the, of the week illinois speed week you know big time uh two first two nights at cash for flow racing night in america i think bishop won the first night um might have won the second night too and then Tyler Erb won won a race uh, at the line that was was a big win. I think Bobby Pierce also got a win in those four races. Um, but you can see you know interviews and and post race coverage from Suave uh, on FlowRacing.com of those wins. As we're talking about winners, we can get into our Sun Dollar Restoration Hat Shakes of the Week, brought to you by Sun Dollar Restoration, our friends over at Sun Dollar. I was I was joking with Kim uh, that it's her hat shake because she pays the bills and. Uh, Jason doesn't, but, uh, you know, Jason, I'm sure is, you know, he likes to fast forward, you know, you know, fast forward just to hear his name. Uh, so sundollar.net is where you can find his company. They are water fire mold restoration in the greater Indianapolis area, um, specifically based in Carmel, Indiana, and they will put a roof on your house, um, is what they do mostly, but you know, they do all, all kinds of stuff and they'll help you out at sundollar.net. They also support racers. That's why I'm good friends with them. Kimmy is a huge race fan and you know, we talk racing all the time. She's probably, you know, been, you know, playing NASCAR games, whatever she, you know, her NASCAR fantasy live fantasy draft team. I can't keep up with that stuff anymore. I used to play that, but um, she's a huge race fan and we're huge race fans and they're friends of the podcast and, uh, they're good people. So sundollar.net. They support Zeb, D. Welch, Cannon Posey, Christian Bruno, a few other racers, um, and and they're good people. So let's get into some of the winners. Justin Peck won, like I said, twice. You know, he he likely uh, is going to get my hat shake this week. It's a pretty easy one. Um, big time weekend for him. Jacob Allen got a huge win in front at the home track of Lincoln Speedway. Um, it was an outlaw win, but it was a pa posse friendly win they were super excited to see him win and and it was an emotional victory lane for alan to get his first win there i think they were mentioning duos father-son duos you know jacob allen now is a father-son duo um that has has won at uh you know lincoln you know the freddie ramers of course um and a few others uh, uh i i have to probably go back and look and see who they were but still big uh, max stambaugh won a butler greg dahlman Won the GLSS victory at I-96 when we were there. Hopkins won at Circle City. Schoenberg won at Wayne County with the All-Stars. That was a really big win for 100%. And Hunter Schoenberg. Uh, we got my dog barking. I'm not sure why. But my hat shake, and I'm probably not going to roll through all the winners because it'll take me forever. And I don't want to sit here and talk about myself all day. Um, but... You know, big time wins for those guys, Hunter and uh, Robert Ballou beat Bacon. Bacon did get a win on this trip, and I think Mother Nature won, of the, won one of the nights uh, with the USAC National Sprint Car Series. So that is the latest on open wheel racing on flowracing.com. If you want to see, um, you know, late model results, go to dirtondirt.com and also, you know, check out everything else that's happening on flow. So I'm just rambling at this point. Let's talk to Justin Peck. He is on the Loud Pedal Podcast today, episode 80. It's a good one. We get into talking about, um, you know, the challenges he had last year with an injury while seeking a championship and, and now how they're on a roll and, and, you know, sitting top three in points with the All-Stars, hoping to 
defeat Tyler Courtney, reigning champion of the All-Stars this year in 2022. Justin Peck is next. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast, solo heavy lunch edition on Flow Racing. Justin Peck joins us on the Loud Pedal Podcast, friend of the show, also a Miller Lite guy, so you get some extra bonus points in my book. Uh, he also was just talking some golf. I guess um, we were talking Whistling Straits. You've played at Whistling Straits before? No, 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 no. I haven't played there yet. I, I went to that. Oh. I went to the Ryder Cup. I watched a practice round at the Ryder Cup, but we're going to go play on Wednesday, so that'll be fun. How do you get the opportunity to play at Whistling Straits? Um... I don't know. I luckily I just know the right people, and Scotty Thiel got us hooked up, and we're going. We're going to play. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty, Scotty Thiel. I guess he's not too mad about you beating him at nine ninety six. Then. <laughs> no, no, it would have been. I think it would have been a good race, man. Because I mean, I you know I got him in traffic or whatever, but uh, like I went back and watched the video, and I mean we were all right there, you know. And then just he was kind of victim of circumstance there and got caught up in a racing deal. But uh, no, it would have been. It would have been pretty cool though to like like actually duke it out for the win like on a restart or something and then go play golf that'd have been fun <laughs> yeah he's he was really fast uh you guys speaking of fast have been really good worst finish of the three race weekend was a second at wayne county um win at i-96 and a win at waynesfield you guys are really rolling right now yeah um you know i feel like we've been pretty fast all year it's just a matter of you know putting all the pieces to the puzzle together um you know, it seemed like we were, you know, we'd have a race winning car and then I wouldn't, I wouldn't run a race that was capable of winning or I'd be running races that I felt like were capable of winning and our car might've been a little off. And, uh, you know, right now we're kind of putting it all together. So we just try and keep the train rolling. Yeah, for sure. I mean, at what point in the all-star season do you like know if a team has it? Like, you know, you guys know right now that you have it, you know, like, you know, a championship contender. At what point is that? Is it Ohio Sprint Week? Is it now? Um, you go, these these tracks in Wisconsin, not a lot of people on the series have a lot of laps at. Like, you know, when you get some of these diverse racetracks, when do you find out, you know, when do you know you're going to be a championship contender or not? Um, I think, you know, really, I think uh, speed, you know, if you can make it through speed week and still be right there in the fight, um, you know, that's usually a pretty good indication that, you know, you're going to be there at the end. Um, and, and Knoxville too, honestly, I think I was just talking to, uh, I was just talking to Steve Post and Aaron Everham about this, but I think if you can get through like the, the eight or nine races of speed week and then, and, and be out front and then you can get through Knoxville and just keep clicking off top tens at those, you know, the, the tougher type of, uh, the tougher type of events. I think, uh, I think that, that ultimately what's going to win the championship. Cause I mean, I feel like our stuff's pretty good in Pennsylvania. So I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not too worried about going out there and doing that. We seem to have a little bit of success out there. So as long as we can, uh, as long as we can keep this ball rolling and just just keep clicking off these top fives and wins and top tens, and I think we'll uh, I think we'll have a pretty good shot at it. Is there a chip on your shoulder, maybe a little from last year, having your best year of your career and got hurt? Is that is that something that's in the back of your mind every time you get in a race car? Um. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest with you, it is. I mean, it's just you know, not that not necessarily that we'd have you know to want won the championship, but, uh, we would at least been in the fight, you know, from a, from an, 
um, the owner's points uh, side of things. I mean, we still ran second, but um, I know when I came back after missing those four races, I wasn't 100%. You know what I mean? I was I was good enough to go racing, but um, I could just tell, like, my, you know, I wasn't making smart decisions all the time, and I was doing stuff that I normally wouldn't do. Um, my sight wasn't that great. And to be honest with you, it took probably month and a half, two months before I felt like I was 100% again. Um, and I was, you know, right around Knoxville time. So it's just, uh, we can just stay healthy and keep our motor program together. Uh, I think that'll be the, you know, will be the benefactor of that. Remind us, what was the injury? Uh, I got a concussion. I got a, <laughs> I, I actually, we were at Port Royal. It was a Wikert, Wikert Memorial weekend and a rock, I had a rock or something came through the rock screen and, and hit me in the face and broke my helmet and stuff. But like the, the funny thing is that there was no dent, there was no nick, like the rock screen looked like it was untouched. So it literally went through the slits and just cracked me. Hmm. Yeah, that's not good. That, that hurts no, a little no, bit. it was Well, dude, like I, so it hit, like it was on a restart. There was, we was kind of towards the other race. I want to say there was a restart with like 10 to go. And, uh, now I was running about 10th, you know, just kind of having a mediocre day, but I felt pretty good. And I knew like, if I could, if stuff started playing out, you know, it was like, man, we might be able to get up to fifth here. And, um, I forget who was in between us, but Rico was like eighth and there was a car in ninth. And then I was 10th and I'd already kind of committed to going to the top cause we just had an open red. <clears throat> and, uh, so Rico peeled out and whoever was in between us peeled low. So I peeled out to follow Rico and we got, we get into turn one up on the fence and I, I felt really good. Like I felt stuck. And when, by the time I got to the apex, right in the center of one and two, it's just that, like, it hit me out of nowhere. So I remember I like, I like went back and like, by the time I had like realized where I was at, like I was already going into turn three and I had no, idea, I couldn't see Rico anymore. So I must've gotten off the gas and was like way back there. Like my visor was hanging down. Like, I'm not joking. It was like this. And so I couldn't, like, I was like looking out, like just straight through the helmet. But then I tried to, I pulled the visor up and like tried to hold it up like this. And there was just, it was just like caked in blood. So I couldn't even see it. So I just let it dangle down like this again. <laughs> Y'all are crazy. Uh, that's, that's yeah. insane. And, and hey, so, finished, so for, I just want to say, I finished that race. <laughs> Where'd you finish? Do you know? But, oh, like it, it dead last of whatever was out there. But hey, I finished it because I, like in my mind, it worked out too. Because then after that happened, Anthony Macri had wrecked and somebody else had wrecked. So really, I, if I'd have pulled off, I ran 20th, but it got us two positions. Mm. I bet you sitting out those four races was painful. Dude, it's like, like watching someone drive your race car is like watching someone sleep with your girlfriend. Like it's terrible. <laughs> is that your girlfriend next to you? That is that that's laughing right now. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, that's that's great. You know, you need to make a you know like have that country song or whatever. Like, what is it? More than Morgan Wallen says, "Love you more than my hometown." Like, you, I think, I think there's like. My, you, know, you love your race car more, you know, you got to love your race car more or else, or else you're not going to, yeah. you know, you're not going to make it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I have to agree with that for, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there is, a, there is a love hate with the, with the race cars for sure. Uh, you know, it's interesting because you were telling me this weekend that you were never a sprint car guy. You were more of a midget guy until you watched the wing sprint cars. Where was that at Kokomo? Uh, I 55. It was, uh, we were there running the, uh, the midget side of the Ironman 55, uh, like 2016, I was running power ideal. And, uh, I can't remember. I want to say Rico won, but anyway, we, I was, I was pushing up 
for the for the feature and they were like oh we're gonna do a little track prep before you guys are gonna run before the sprint cars okay cool well the dash was on a racetrack so you know like right there in staging is pretty much coming right off of turn two so my dad and i had kind of gone up to the fence and we were just watching these dudes like bang off the boards dude they're just ripping around there and it was it was pretty badass so that was kind of like the turning point of all right i'm going wing sprint car racing because at that time you know we were either like we we're going to continue the midget thing next year or we were going to go non-wing sprint car racing and that was like the final factor of like okay we're jumping ship we're just going straight Great wing racing. Yeah. And a lot of people right now, it's, you know, it's a money thing, but like, was it the challenge? I mean, it seems like wing sprint car racing is the hardest form of dirt racing right now. Yeah. No, I think, I think part of it was just the opportunity. Like, it just seemed like there were more, there was more owners and more money and more potential to go wing racing. And, uh, you know, obviously you got to run well to make the money, but, um, you know, I feel like that's kind of the draw, like the non wing stuff right now. I mean, yeah, you, and then this year, I think it, I think it helps with getting the extreme deal in there and just having a little bit of competition at the top level, um, you know. And they're putting up a little bit more money, and it's kind of forcing USAC to put up a little bit more money. But and it, you know, maybe there would be a couple more owners come into game, and and I'd love to see that for non-wing racing. But just like at that time, it was kind of like when the pivot was going from the racing. You know, it seemed like there's a lot of attraction to it. Like there's more, more owners, there's more money. Big, um, so that was kind of the attract. Just felt like to actually be able to, you know, make a living that that was the route that I needed to go. Yeah, yeah. So no, the the, the competition thing that you mentioned is important, right? Like I, I like the thing that you said about extreme because, you know, there is a, a lot of competition in the series in the late model level, and that does not hurt their pay at all. Uh, it really seems like the All Stars elevated their pay to to somewhat compete with the World of Outlaws. Like that's a good thing, right? And, and and you know, to to have a little bit of competition. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's good for everybody because you you know, say there's um, which is this is not true, but just say there's twenty, you know, badass sprint car teams out there, okay, and you got ten of them running with, you know, okay, say USAC, and you got ten of them running with the Extreme Deal. Well, the Extreme Deal is paying ten thousand win every night. Now USAC's paying, say, whatever it is, six or seven. Well, they're going to have to eventually bump theirs up to 10 if they want to keep competing and be the premier series. And then guys, that will just bring more owners, more drivers, it'll be more attraction. Um, and I think it'll just work out for everybody. You got more tracks I don't want to put on races, more tracks I don't want to put on big shows. Um, you just have more fans wanting to come in. I think I think it's good for everybody. I mean, it it might suck for the for the series, you know, who might have had it, uh, you know, their way for a while, you know, and they were able to do things their way. But uh, eventually, I think it'll it'll work out for the betterment of the sport. For sure. Um, I, I also think it's important to uh, point out and appreciate that your team is based in Pennsylvania. You get a lot of local Pennsylvania races in. You get a lot of outlaw races when they come through there. Do you enjoy the fact that your team allows you to do that extra racing? Because I feel like more laps is only going to make you guys better. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's more of an opportunity to get better. It's more opportunity to win races. You know, It's more of an opportunity to make money. Um, and there's no better place to do it than in Pennsylvania. I mean, the, the fan base out there is just insane. I've never seen anything like it when it comes to open wheel racing. I've never seen anything like it when it comes to like NASCAR or anything. I mean, those guys are diehards. They're at the track every weekend. You know, you go to the, the freaking icebreaker that's in February and there's snow on the ground and it's like 32 degrees outside and the place is packed, sold out crowd. You know what I mean? So it's pretty cool, man. And they, they love to give back to, to the sport. Um, you know, they all, it seems like you can find any fan that just, buys a normal general admission ticket and they want to help their buy merchandise they're wanting to hey i'd like to buy your right retire hey i want to 
you know, how much does tear-offs cost? I want to buy a couple packs of tear-offs or, or something along those lines. So it, it's pretty cool to see. For sure. Um, chemistry seems to be really important, right? It's, it's a beautiful thing to watch. You know, like it seems like Clinton and Hunter are hitting on all cylinders and, and you and, you know, your guys are hitting on all cylinders. Like when you hit it right and it feels really good, I mean, it's you sleep better at night. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We, you know, we kind of did right off the bat, you, whatever I filled in for those guys, you know, I kind of got to know them a little bit and they were pretty cool dudes. So, um, just kind of stayed in touch with them. And when I ended up getting the ride, um, you know, I actually never even talked to Tom at that time. Like I, the first time I talked to Tom was actually when he called me to say, Hey, you want to run, run my stuff next year? Well, yeah, sure. I'll do that. You know, and I'd already been kind of talking to Sean and Kurt a little bit about it. Um, so it just, you know, going from there and then being where we are now, I think that's kind of why we might have a little bit more speed now. It's just we've had a whole year to, to gel and to mesh and figure out uh, each other's language as far as, you know, the race car goes and also each other's love language. You know, we're mad at each other or we're pleased with each other, however you want to look at that. So I think that I think that definitely has a big deal, um, you know, with the outcome and success of the car. For sure. Well, we'll let you get your to your baseball game. Who are you watching tonight? We got the Brewers and the Braves on deck, man. Going uh, back to Scotty Field, man. Scotty Field hooked us up with some tickets. We're going to the Brewers game. It'll be a good deal. Should be good. Be a good night. Uh, home of the Miller Lite, right? Home of the Miller Lite in Milwaukee. Drink a bunch of them at the game tonight. Enjoy it. Yeah, it'll be. It's a bad day to be a Miller Lite, bud. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Here too. All right. Good. Uh, good to talk to you. Thanks for coming on the show. Yep, thanks, brother. We'll talk to you later.